Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. Hope you're having a great day today. If you're not, I'm hoping I can make your day a lot better. Thank you for joining us for Impact Cyber Church, where people all over the world are coming together and, and embra- hearing and embracing these messages and, uh, and, and really improving the quality of their life. We have testimonies from all over the world, and we get them every single day. Now, today we're talking about making the journey. Now, when I first came to the Lord, one of the things that I ran into very quickly was uh, this concept that God hadn't given us any instructions, that we weren't told what we're supposed to do. You know, I'll hear people say this, for example, about raising children. They'll say, man, it seems like, you know, if we'd just gotten, you know, a, a parenting book or something when we had kids, we would have known what to do. Well, the truth is the Bible tells you what to do. It amazes me when believers make statements like that, but they never really search the Word of God. They don't really seek God to discover. How should I raise children? How can I make my children grow up with integrity? How can I know that my children will grow up feeling loved and feeling safe and, and all those th- kind of things? Well, again, it's amazing what is written in the Word of God, and people either never read it or they read it and they never apply it because they really don't believe it. So over and over and over, I would hear people make that kind of statement. I wish God had shown us what we were supposed to do now that we're Christians. And usually the answers that I heard to that were very kind of mystical. Uh, they were very subjective. They, you know, there was no clarity. There was this idea that, well, okay, well, you're saved. Now just seek God till he tells you what to do. Well, you got people that don't have a clue when God is speaking. And the good people. They're, they're hungry for God, but they don't know God's voice. They're just brand new converts. And so, and so there was that mentality. We're just here. God's not telling us what to do. Well, I got news for you. Jesus told us very clearly how we should order our priorities now that we are believers so that we enjoy the life that he came to give us. You know, uh, another interesting thing that I ran into as a new believer was what I call the pie in the sky mentality. And that really, that really was the mentality of a great number of believers. Now, pie in the sky mentality said, God doesn't do anything for you here, but when we die and get to heaven, everything is going to be wonderful. I remember a great, a really close friend of mine one time responded to something I wrote, you know, back 30, 40 years ago. And, uh, and, and he was saying, look, God hadn't, prom- God hadn't promised us anything in this life. And I'm thinking, well, well, wait a minute. That's really not true. There are several thousand promises in the Bible. And, and in fact, the Bible tells us that now that we are in Jesus, that all of those promises are ours. So, you know, in, in the beginning, it was kind of it's a little confusing. I, I just can't imagine being a new believer 
and trying to figure out what your life journey is supposed to be when nobody seems to realize that the answers are very simple, very clear, very straightforward in the Word of God. So I want to, I do want to say this to the Jewish mind, to the people that were listening when Jesus was preaching, uh, they realized that salvation was as much about what happened here in this life as it is what happens when we cross, cross over and when we go to spend eternity with God. So uh, Jesus taught and the listeners realized that when he talked about salvation, yes, it is a spiritual experience that carries us all the way through this life and into eternity, but it is an experience that starts working in our lives right now. So in this, in this first introductory uh, session to Heaven on Earth, I, am, I want to tell you first and foremost that uh, uh, we can clearly and absolutely know what God has said and what God wants for us. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus was speaking, and, and he makes this statement. He says, look, don't chase after everything that the world seeks after. He says, God, God knows that you need these things. God's going to take care of you in all of these things. And, uh, but it's amazing, even though he said that, uh, most of what I heard back in the faith movement is everybody was trying to use their faith to get stuff, to get more stuff. In other words, you know, the prosperity message, even though prosperity is a part of the promise of God, uh, got turned into a greed fest, got turned into a way to manipulate, got turned into a way to supposedly think that you could, that you could get your hands on money without really having to work and be responsible and, and to believe God for it. And so, so in this, Jesus said, you don't have to worry about these things. Now, here is kind of the acid test for me. I'm not expecting everything to go right all the time. I am not expecting everybody to be nice and kind to me. There's a lot of things I am not expecting. But I'll tell you what I am expecting. I am expecting that if I am walking in the path of righteousness, I'm not talking about righteousness where I'm earning something. I'm talking about where I am harmonized with God, where I'm seeing things God's way, where I'm believing what God says, where I'm making his word my, my priority. I know the Bible says that if you walk in the path of righteousness, you will experience life and no death. So if my path is full of destruction and chaos, and if my heart doesn't have peace and joy in it, then one of the things I realize is that I am not really walking the path of life. I need to, I need to you know, do a heart check. I need to talk to God. I need to read the Bible. I need to find out if I need to deal with some issues. I need to find out how I got on this wrong path. Because if I'm on a path where there's always conflict, there's always destruction, there's always chaos. And I, here's the one thing I can tell you for sure. When, when that happens, I am not walking with God on a daily basis. I'm not saying I'm not saved. I'm not saying that makes me a horrible person, makes you a horrible person. I'm just saying you are not walking with God if your life is full of chaos. You may be wanting to walk with God. You may love God. 
But I'm telling you, God wants us to live a totally different quality of life than the world around us. So Jesus was speaking and just saying, look, don't worry about that stuff. You know, before I got saved, I made up my mind before I got saved, I wasn't going to be broke uh, because I grew up broke, grew up poor. And I made up my mind, I was, now, but I wasn't going to believe in the get rich quick schemes of the world. I was going to go out and work for it. I was going to go out and get jobs. I was going, I was going to work hard. And I was going to make sure that I managed my money well and that I, was never, that I was never going to be broke or in poverty because I was lazy or undisciplined or, or unwilling to work. So, so you know, I, I brought all of that into, into this, this kingdom mentality. Uh, and so, so you know, when I came, when I came to God, uh, I, laid, I laid everything down as much as I knew how to, and I began reading the Bible. And I came across scriptures like this one that I'm about to read to you. In Matthew 6, and everybody probably can quote this, uh, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things, all of what things? All of these other things that you seek will be added to you. It didn't say you would earn them. It said they would be added to you. So, you know, when I came, before I came to the Lord, you know, I was a fairly successful local, you know, nightclub musicians. I played, I did play with some people that were pretty, that were really good. They were way better than I was. And um, so, so I played with bands. I made money doing all those things. But because I decided I was never going to be broke, I, I always made money. And I would, you know, I wouldn't lay around and do nothing. If I got out of work, I would, I would dig ditches. I would do anything because, because I was going to be responsible. I was going to live a a responsible life where, you know, where I enjoyed the very best that life had to offer. So, so you know, I, I'm using my faith to, to uh, experience things with God. I, I wasn't, I knew how to make money before I got saved. I knew how to be successful before I got saved. Now, I was in sin, and so it didn't matter how much money I made, I usually blew it on drugs or booze or, you know, women or partying or sometimes just had no idea, you know, where it went. But it amazed me that I come into the kingdom of, or I come into salvation, and man, I am living this incredible life. And really for me, I came to Jesus because I needed peace. I needed freedom from me. I was a horrible person, and uh, I, I wanted to be free from me and the horrible things that I tended to do uh, to people, with people. And so um, it amazed me and saddened me to get down the road. And then suddenly I started hearing these voices saying, you know, that the, use your faith to get stuff. I'm like, well, wait a minute, I already had stuff. Stuff didn't make me happy. Stuff didn't solve, you know, good new cars, guitars, amplifiers, houses furniture, drugs, women, all of that. You know, had all of that. It didn't make me happy. As a matter of fact, I got more and more miserable and suicidal by the day. And so then I come to Jesus. Man, I started having peace in my life. My life is working. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying everything you can imagine uh, you know, about my life. And now people say, we, we use your faith to get stuff. And I'm like, look, stuff didn't make me happy when I had it. I just I want to I want to be a different person. I want to know God. I want to walk with God, and uh, and I want to walk in love. I want I want to start treating people right because I didn't treat people right. 
And so, um, so it was a real turnoff to me, all the emphasis on using your faith to get stuff. Well, one of the great problems I have with this is that, you know, Jesus is amazing the things that Jesus told us not to do. You know, when he talked to us about prayer, don't pray for stuff, don't beg for stuff, uh, don't be repetitive, don't be religious, don't, you know, don't, don't get in these rote prayers. He does all these things not to do. And I'm telling you, then people turn right around and take the model prayer and turn it into just a rote prayer, quoting something, begging for stuff. And, and it's like, wait a minute. Is Jesus our Lord? Is Jesus not our Lord? Why? You know, why, if he says, don't do it this way, why do we somehow figure out a way to do it that way? If he says to do something away, why do we do it a different way? Well, that's what I have seen for 50 years. And I've seen people walking around, wringing their hands, saying God was letting them down, or this isn't working, or why didn't God do He did to you. See, one of the things I discovered about the kingdom of God, first of all, you can't seek the kingdom of God if you are not seeking righteous, righteousness. You know, Jesus is the king of righteousness, and he came to make us righteous, to harmonize us with God. I'm not talking about this religious flawlessness that some people tend to preach and tend to, tend to pretend like that they have. I'm not flawless. I don't, you know... Uh, my spirit man has been made flawless. My spirit man has been made righteous. Even though in my behavior, I will many times discover, you know what? That really was not in harmony with who God is. That was really not in harmony with God's word. So, you know, I understood pretty early on that I needed to seek the kingdom of God. And one of, you know, so it's so interesting by combining these two factors, righteousness and the kingdom of God, by combining these two factors, then we can know whether or not our pursuit of the kingdom of God is scriptural, whether it's legitimate, whether it's what God is saying to do, or it's not what God is saying to do. So by combining the fact, and we'll, we will get into this in this series, by combining the fact that I'm seeking the kingdom of God and I'm seeking righteousness, then those two are going to always work together to keep me on track. and not Because you can seek righteousness, and it can turn into self-righteousness. It can, turn into, it can turn into works. It can turn into performance. You can seek the kingdom of God. I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can, you can use the right words, but end up seeking the wrong thing because you're twisting those things, making them whatever it is you and your family and your denomination and your interpretation of the Bible says. So. So as you learn to seek righteousness and the kingdom of God together, you will always find yourself on the right path. But here's something that was just so incredible for me. Uh, he says all these things that the Gentiles seek after, clothes, money, you know, all this kind of stuff. He says all this will be added to you. Now, I, I just want to tell you something. And I, uh, if I'm bragging, I'm bragging on God. I just want to tell you something. I don't really, and I haven't really, hardly any of my entire faith walk with God use my faith to get money, to get, you know, to get things, to get stuff. It, it, it's about walking with God, trusting God, following God, and, you know, following Him into health, following Him into happiness, following Him into being a better husband, follow Him into being a better parent, follow Him into all the resources that I need. So what happens, this is where life gets easy and light. And again, I'm sure we'll talk about this more, but remember when Jesus, you know, when Jesus talked about yoking up with him, 
so that your life could be easy and light. That is the concept of getting in harmony, getting in step with Jesus, so that, so that really I'm walking through, the life, through this life just as he would if he was here. And see, that's what he did with the Father. Whenever he walked through life, when he was, a, you know, I and the Father are one, he wasn't talking about one, just one entity. He, he, he wasn't saying that there is no trinity. He is saying that we are one. I am harmonizing with him. Everything that you see me doing, Jesus was saying, this is a representation of the Father. This is an expression of the Father. So, so you know, we harmonize with him. And, and honestly, I'm just telling you, you know, all of my, pretty much all of my desires get fulfilled. Everything I pretty much want in life, I always, I always get it. It always happens. But I never get it because I'm seeking those things. The moment you start seeking those things, you are putting those things as an obstacle between you and God. The question is, do you trust God based on the finished work of Jesus in such a way that says, you know what, I just know if I stay in harmony with Jesus, he will keep me by being in harmony with him. I am in harmony with God. By being in harmony with God, I have access to all of his resources. I don't really have to use one ounce of my faith to get him to do stuff for me. But he goes on and says this. I just, I tell you, I just love this. Uh, it says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And so, so uh, uh, we could live a stress-free, peaceful life if when we came into salvation, we understood right now the most important thing that I'm supposed to do first after getting born again is I now began this journey of seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, when this is how we live, when this is our priority, you know, I had a great conversation last night with one of our heart physics coaches and, and, uh, and actually, another conversation earlier in the week with another heart physics coach. And, and in the first conversation, we were talking about the fact, you know, she was sharing with me how that, you know what, I've I finally come to realize that everything I'm doing as a heart physics coach, it gets down to one problem or one issue. And that issue is you need to know God. Well, that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, John 10, 10, I have come, I have a life to have it more abundantly. But then he says, I believe it's in John 17. He says then, and this is life. All right, so you want life? I'm talking about the life of God. And that, in, the, in the Greek, that word zoe means the quality of life possessed by the one who gives it. So do you want the, the, the life of God? Well, the life of God has come, comes from knowing God. And that word know is, is to experience really through intimacy. And so, so the question is this, are you experiencing God intimately and coming to know him in such a way that you are experiencing the life of God? Or are you trying to use your faith to get God to do things for you, give you things and this sort of thing? When we do that, when we use our faith to get things, then the real truth is those things become barriers and obstacles between us and God. But when we just choose to walk in with God, when we, to stay in harmony with God, which this is what righteousness primarily is, and we choose 
to walk in love and you know we're just we're just open to following god it, it is amazing how things work serendipitously now you will not find the word serendipity anywhere in the bible anywhere in the new testament as a matter of fact uh, again i remember about 30 35 years ago i had a group of ultra conservative people just get just blow up on me because of me talking about the whole concept of serendipity well this passage of scripture right here talks about serendipity there are hundreds of pass of passages that talk about serendipity because it says here if you seek god in his righteousness then all these other things that everybody else is seeking they just get added to you that is serendipity serendipity is where you are you are walking a path and and along this path you find other things of value to you You find other things that you want you find all of these other resources now you're not out looking for those resources you're not making the discovery of those resources be you know your number one priority you're really just trying to walk with god but on this walk with god you're continuous to go oh man look at that that's that thing back 10 years ago that i told god i really you know, we like to have them out loud. Oh, look at this. You know, this is this thing. I was just talking to God about this morning. And you find on this path that, uh, uh, that you don't really have to try to use your faith to get stuff. Now, I'm just telling you, this flies in the face of so many different groups today of good people. But these are good people who are not listening to Jesus about what the priority is. The priority is now that you are born again, you need to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the failure to follow Jesus' instructions is why so many believers have chaotic lives. Why so many believers' lives really don't work. They live in confusion. They live in defeat. They live in frailty. And they live in they live in weakness, and they're always they're always under some kind of bondage and attack and oppression, and they never truly, truly understand why. Well, it's really simple, because instead of walking with Jesus, yoking up with Him, and and harmonizing your life with Him, and walking the path that He's that that He modeled for us, but the very same path that He's still walking, uh, you know, then we end up somewhere else. We end up kind of in the wilderness. We end up confused. We end up in afraid. Listen, let me mention this before we get to the end of this Cyber Church broadcast. Um, I have an incredible audio series. And remember, you guys know this about me. My audio and video series, they are not just a repeat of the same messages. I might touch on many of the same things. But I try to make it where our audio, our video messages, which are free to everybody, uh, I'll give you really everything that you would need. But for those who are really serious, want to go deeper, for those who are committed to being a disciple, we make the audio version because it does go deeper. It does go into more application. You can get that right now uh, in a download, and man, you can be on that tonight. And then also we have a special offer for all of you who, who purchased this series, uh, and that is going to be a a download of the digital book, Heaven on Earth. Now, let me just run through this real quickly. So here we have Jesus telling all believers that you should seek the kingdom of God 
first. So that's what that's what got to be your priority. Doesn't matter what you think the priority. You know, you may be saying, "I'm dying of cancer." Doesn't matter. Seek the kingdom of God first. You may be saying, "My marriage is falling apart." Doesn't matter. Seek the kingdom of God first. You say, "What do you mean doesn't matter?" Well, I'm not saying it doesn't matter to God. I'm not saying it's not important. But I'm saying the moment you put anything else ahead of seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness, you now have created a not only have you created a barrier or a boundary between you and God, but you have said, number one, this is more important to me than you are. It's more important to me that I get this prayer answer. It's more important to me that I get this miracle. It's more important to me that I get this thing to happen in my life than it is really to know you and to seek you. And then secondly, remember, we talk, I think we talked about this last week. You know, uh, one of the Greek words for sin, and remember, don't think about sin the way religion has. So sin is any time you uh, uh, believe uh, that and limit who God is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Sin is anytime you limit yourself. Sin is when you diminish who you are in Christ and when you diminish what Christ accomplished. And then when you, and then based on that, you diminish who God says he is. And so all sin, all destructive uh, behavior comes because we limit God, we, and therefore we don't experience the glory of God. Sin is when you fail to experience the glory of God. And so you know what? The glory of God is when, when you're living in the promises, when you're living in the abundance. But the, but the rest and the peace is when you're not seeking all those things because you're just walking with God and you're allowing your life to be filled with those things. So, so you, don't, you don't want to establish your own priority. Your life's going to be a mess. So let me just run through this real quick. First of all, Jesus told all believers to move, and we'll talk some about this, from being a believer to a disciple. And, and you do that when you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. Now, I, I'm not going to read all these, but keep in mind in Matthew 10, 5 through 10, when Jesus sent the apostles out, he, he sent them out not only to preach the kingdom of God, but to demonstrate the kingdom of God. And then uh, Jesus told us that, that the church needed to preach and demonstrate the kingdom of God to the ends of the earth so that he could return a second time. And in fact, then it goes on to say that Jesus himself uh, preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. So once again, you have, you have Jesus himself preaching, preaching and demonstrating the kingdom. Then you have Jesus telling all believers that their first responsibility is to seek the kingdom first. Then in Matthew 9, 35, you have Jesus going all over the countryside preaching the gospel and demonstrating the gospel of the kingdom by healing the sick and, and the diseased and that sort of thing. And then he tells the church that is here now, this is, this is your top responsibility. So I want to ask you a question. I want you to condemn yourself. I don't want you to beat yourself up. But are you seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness first? Have you made that your priority? Or is that something that comes second, third, fourth, and fifth in your life? So in this series, I'm going to help you understand how to make this journey without getting under pressure or legalism. 
I'm going to show you what it looks like to seek the kingdom of God first, according to the Word of God. I'm going to show you how, by seeking the kingdom of God first and His righteousness, you're going to tap into all of the resources of heaven. I, then I'm going to show you how to live in a dimension, a quality of life that very few believers ever perceive and, or experience. I'm going to show you how to experience the quality of life that Jesus promised, and I'm going to show you what it looks like and how to experience heaven on earth, because this is what happens when we seek God and His righteousness first. We actually begin to have heaven on earth. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Hope you enjoy this. Share it with your friends. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.